Big ass headers in this shit. Once again, you already know my fucking name, but I'm gonna say it once again in case you don't know it. It's who? Sam John. Who? Sam John. Yes, I am back. Better than ever. And it is the most New York podcast. You already know what's about to happen. Give me my motherfucking bombs, man. Alright, yo, y'all already know what's going on out here, man. I'm back. New podcast. Um, you know, the holidays happen. Well, Thanksgiving really happened if you celebrate that holiday. If you don't celebrate that holiday, then shout out you. But that happened. So, you know, we were taking time to our families, our friends, and now we're back with a new episode to keep y'all entertained. Like I said, it's the most New York podcast. It's your boy, Sam John. Uh, I go by many names. We ain't gonna do that intro again. Um, but I got two guests with me. Um, very familiar, familiar to y'all faces. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. I won't do the introductions. What to do is it's your man Mo, aka Maurice, aka Mo the politician, aka politics as usual. Yes, sir. And who else we got here? Hey, yo, it's true. I'm back again. Thank y'all for pulling up once again. The streets was talking, man. Y'all, y'all be coming up here and saying some wild takes. They be saying that, uh, like, yo, bro, yo, Sam, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give some more crazy takes like them, man. You gotta give back. You gotta, you gotta fight back more. I'm like, hey, man, they giving some wild good takes. I can't, I can't, I can't really argue it. What am I supposed to do? You are giving me a great opinion on this topic. What am I going to tell you? It's not right? Nah, man. Shit. I'm going to have to think on this one. I'm going to have to come back to you and let you know what I think about it. But um, anyways, how y'all been living, man, since the last time we was up in here? Yo, been living good. Uh, it took uh, since last time till now to, to listen to that whole podcast from last time, so... <laughs> yo, I mean, that's what happens when you're having good conversations, yo You know, it happens, but we back, you know that's At least y'all been doing good, man How you been, Mo? How you been? I'm chilling, but to your point about the, the take Like the take conversation, having the crazy takes I hate, uh, already complaining, but I hate crazy take culture Like, I hate how people expect you to just come in and just say the wildest shit Like, how about sometimes people just say what they're thinking? Like, allow that person to say what they're thinking. Why does it have to be, you know, on the polar opposite side, what everyone else is saying, for it to be entertaining or worth Yeah, facts. Nah, that's a real fact. I'm good, though. Chillin'. You know what I mean? Saturday night, we here. Word, word, word. But, yeah, real quick on that, man. You know, I be feeling like, you know, yeah, I guess you got a point. Yeah, I guess could have said something more wild whatever. But if that's how you're feeling, you are always welcome to come here. And let your thoughts be known, but 
once again, like, I mean, there's some of y'all listening that is like, I don't like to hear my own voice. I don't want to come up there. <laughs> so, like... All y'all fact checkers, and every time the pod drop, you want to hit my phone and say I was wrong about this, so I should have said this. You do your research, and we'll see if we can walk you to the pod, because I... Stay out of my text, please. <laughs> it is a different... It's a different type of mode when you're on the pod live live and talking like this isn't your regular conversation with your homies where you're not recording like nah we're not gonna sit here go silent for 30 seconds so we could do some research cut that out like nah no one's gonna do that extra work that's just some extra bullshit to do like that don't make no sense no one's gonna do that just so y'all are happy that we fact check nah it's either if we have time to fact check we're gonna do it in the time that we got if we don't we just going to keep it moving. Either way, we just going to say our thoughts and our opinions. We're going to have a good conversation up here. And we just hope that y'all are entertained. If y'all have any problems with what we are saying, you can always slide up into the mentions, the DMs. We are always open to it, to conversations, man. As you can tell, we are up here podcasting. But anyways, I'm going to just get straight to the shit. Thanksgiving. Is it overrated as a holiday? Ah. <sighs> I can't say that Thanksgiving is overrated as a holiday. And the, the real reality is I can't say that any holiday is really overrated because, all right, yeah, we have the the commerce side, the economy, the business side of every holiday that's obviously a big, you know, motivator in the whole thing, in the whole equation. But on the other side, the reason why I can say that I advocate for holidays, although I do know that this is a, a lot of the holidays are set up, um, you know, for financial gain. It also gives us the opportunity for people to come together that wouldn't have come together otherwise. So that's the reason why I still stand by holidays. I still believe in Thanksgiving. It's about, um, the holidays are about spending time with the people that you love. You know what I'm saying? So most of the time, if it wasn't for the holidays, we wouldn't get together. That is real life facts. Very well said. Yep. Well... Julian just gave the takes right there, so <laughs> that that's that one on that. Um, moving on from that, my real question here is: What's the most overrated dish at like a Thanksgiving, a Christmas, Easter? I guess if y'all, I don't know if y'all do this almost similar dishes at all three of those, but what's the most overrated dish? And I'm not including Fourth of July because that's mainly barbecue shit. And really, if you can't barbecue well. <laughs> whatever i'm not gonna get into that but anyways <laughs> what is the most overrated dish if you had to say one out of all turkey depending on who make it though somebody <laughs> might somebody might jerk a turkey that's a different <laughs> you know what i'm saying hey yo <laughs> Somebody might fry the turkey right. Yeah, I got you. Then it might up. Yeah, you know I mean, it might up a level. But the turkey is overrated. That they don't even. We don't even need it. Give me some chicken, yo. Yo, Mo, what's your take? Um, um, I I would probably say, yeah, I guess it has to be turkey, like. I think mac and cheese could be overrated because depending on the person that's making it, it could get a little bit weird. You like, <laughs> yo, sounds like they could have just left this out because now you're giving me false hope. Nah, now I, I see it in the tray. I'm like, oh, it's lit. And I get over there, then it's not lit no more. Nah, it's kind of t- like nothing's worse. <laughs> that's I, what a look, Burger King, bro. We we all know turkey is the worst dish, right? Yeah, Let's yeah, be yeah, real. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but nothing's worse than when you go up to the mac and cheese because. 
It's hard to make mac and cheese look bad while it's in the tray. That's hard to do. Got a little fire so, under it and, and a little exactly, little right? exactly. Uh-huh. So you know, uh-huh. got the little shit under it. He's like, like sparkling. Right. You're like, okay, this is looking good. You get it out the pan, you put it in the plate. It's still looking right. But then you have that mac and cheese, and it's like some chunky cheese. The texture is not right. Like it's just not good mac and cheese. Pretty much, ain't nothing worse than that. Yeah, maybe not That's the most overrated, but the most disappointing for sure when it's not hitting, hitting the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Definitely the most disappointing easily. Yeah, tur- I probably haven't. I didn't have turkey this year. I probably didn't have turkey last year. Like, Yo, you know. left over maybe, you know what I mean? But a little sandwich or whatever, but. I just take turkey out of respect out of, uh, you know, the, the cooks, the cooks to my family, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know y'all going to hold it down, so I got to take some turkey, but. I'd pass on it if I could, man. If if I didn't feel bad. Do Native Americans celebrate Thanksgiving? Sheesh. That's a great question. That's a great question. You know, somebody listening is probably gonna say no. But Amy, Mo the politician. I feel like <laughs> Do Native Americans celebrate Thanksgiving? I feel like there gotta be like some that do. Although, like, you know, it's such a terrible pass like behind it, you know turkey. what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, like I, that's a that's a great question. Yeah, I think that goes kind of back to how we started off, and uh, some of them who know the truth, they probably don't, but still kind of celebrate with their family. That's probably just how it goes, you know. That's facts. It's they, weird because humans are so evolved, but we're so accustomed to tradition. It's like sometimes, what are you even celebrating? I hate to be that guy, but that's what I think about. Like, what are we actually celebrating? Like. Yeah, you could yeah. pull the good from it. You could pull the the family values and all the things that were elo- eloquently uh, spoken by <laughs> Julian. But <clears throat> like, what are we celebrating? So until I un- fully understand what we're celebrating, that's factual. It's rough for me to be like on board with anything. I'll be there. I'll show up. I'll do it. But am I invested in it? No, not just me. I feel like you know, especially since we adults now, like holidays is really whatever you make of it. Like whether you're celebrating like. Indigenous People Day, or you you just celebrating the family coming together. Like, I feel like it's whatever you end up making of it. Like Thanksgiving, I ain't go to Thanksgiving thinking like, damn man, niggas got slaughtered in the past. Like my thought was like, hey, my niece asked me to pull up to Thanksgiving. Like I got to make sure I handle my obligations. Like, like I got to go see the fam. Like literally, like. Whether whether that was what I wanted to do with my Thanksgiving or not, like my Thanksgiving ended up being like about family, you know. So it's really whatever you make of it. I think I at no, the, the end, you know. So, but why we celebrate anything really? Keep people's faith alive, really. Have something Just to look forward to. Bring people a reason to force their family together if they have that type of family that don't spend time like that. Or don't have the time to spend together like that. Yeah, for sure. I see my so. family, and it was it was good because it's like the one time or two times out the year you'll you meet up with your family sometimes, and it's just a shame that it has to be over. Uh, you know, Native Americans getting slaughtered, but yeah, <laughs> that's another day, another topic for another day. Yeah, yep, vital. So, motherfucking off of that, I'll go to I'll go to sports real quick. Before, because everything else ends up being pretty much music related or music sports related. So, 
Kelsey Plum was on the podcast. I don't know what podcast. I didn't really care to look it look it up. All right, go fact check it. Um, <laughs> she was on a podcast and said the WNBA should split the revenue with the players equally, like the NBA does with their players. Now I seen another video saying that the WNBA actually kind of gives their WNBA gives the players two percent more of the revenue share than the NBA gives to their players. They just don't generate revenue. So my thoughts are like, how do they get the WNBA to expand more and make it more of a profitable business? So these arguments that all of the players have that aren't even, they're not wrong arguments. You know, they should get paid more for sure, but how could that argument become like more realistic that it's not like, all right, although the WNBA is losing money, we could just funnel money from the NBA, more money from the NBA to help bring it up and help pay the people more, pay the players more, make sure everybody's treated uh, uh, better via their franchises. All right, so this is what I feel like. I feel like the WNBA as a league, they have an obligation to um, to entertain. And I feel like right now the, the women's game is just not interesting enough. They don't give people a reason to watch it. And uh, I believe that's what they need to do. They need to, you know, sweeten the deal to get people to watch it so that they can increase viewership and uh, eventually get the, the girls some more money. Um, but like Sam John was saying, it's all it's all relative. Uh, they are already making 2% more than the, the NBA player, but they're making 2% more of a lot less. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a problem that that's bigger than, you know, the league just dishing out more money to the girls. They, they all need to work together to, to bring more interest to the game. Yeah. So one, Kelsey Plum is just potting, so take it easy on her. That's my that's my homegirl, Kelsey. She, <laughs> you know what I mean? she was just potting. She didn't know. She, she you had the research. She probably didn't have the research. You know what I mean, she's probably pissed out a little bit. So so one start off like that. Two, um, on a realistic thing, it's like so you said um, women should be paid more, like in the WNBA. Yeah. So someone could easily <clears throat> respond to that by saying, "Why?" From a business perspective. Just because they should get paid more? Is is the brand valued more? No, because the the brand is the brand. They're making what they're making. So if especially if it's two percent higher than the NBA, clearly they're getting paid what they should be paid yeah. at the rate of what of course the money's coming in. Um my second part to that is like, what are they comparing it to? So you're comparing to the WNBA. I mean you're comparing to the NBA. So if you go overseas, there's a lot of professional women's overseas leagues that play basketball at a high level. That's why Brittany Griner thing, everyone's mm-hmm. going overseas to play. What are I know they make more there, but I would be curious to know what the business is like for even for the men and the women there, so you can compare it to what they actually should be making yeah. and how much revenue that they're bringing in. Is it that much of a bigger sport over there? Like I'm not informed enough on that because if they're getting paid more, clearly there must be more money being put to it if they're already getting a good split. Yeah. Actually, a good example of that is with the World Cup with the women. So what the women did is they weren't getting paid this, the same amount that the men were getting paid. <clears throat> But that's weird for soccer because it's like the, the women the are the women ones are... winning all of the World Cups, yeah. first of all. The men have sucked. And with the national teams, it's probably just like a federal bu- amount of money that they're putting toward any sort of national yeah. national sports. So, of course, that makes complete sense. That should be 50-50. They should get paid the same exact amount of money as the men get paid because it's not a for-profit business. 
Exactly. Unless I'm missing next... something with that. So yeah. that's good. They did that. That was wrong, and they negotiated that, and now they're getting paid what they should get paid. Probably they should get paid more than they the men. They probably should get more. paid more because they're a lot nicer than the men. But the men just got eliminated today, also 3-1. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I watched. I watched him get. <laughs> yeah, watched him get smoked. So like, when you go back to the WNBA, it's like, if you're not making the money, like I, I don't, I just don't understand what the argument is. Like, yeah, of the NBA supposed to invest, the owners for the NBA are supposed to invest in the WNBA teams. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you, you can't just keep funneling money from the NBA to just keep. Just to pay people more, that doesn't make no sense business-wise. Like, any any person that knows anything about business, you watch Shark Tank for a season, you're going to know that's not good business. Yeah, like, like <laughs> and I get it, of course. And I like, sometimes I watch the WNBA games, and, and like you said, how do you make it better? I don't know, but, like, what's the ceiling What if What if they, my thing is, like, what if they just, like, with women's boxing, the gloves are a little lighter that they use. What if they just lower the rim? Lower, lower the rim. <laughs> but the basketball's already lighter than the, the women's basketball is lighter than the men's ball. That's what I was going to say. The ball's already lighter. Why not like lower, lower the rim, the rim also? Yeah, we need to see dunks. You already made the ball smaller. Make the the height lower. A half a foot. So A half a foot, you'd have a lot more people dunking in the WNBA. It'd be a lot more exciting in that, in that realm, at least. Yeah. They'll have a lot more highlights besides them more just points. like going around dunking and shit. I mean, uh, dribbling and shooting. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> how much is dunking a part of basketball these days, though? Like, how much of like what percentage of entertainment value does dunking bring to today's game, especially? If we're talking about the NBA, yes. it's not, it's lower than it's not what it used to be. It's not the dunk contest is doesn't even it's not even a thing barely anymore. See that? But that's the thing, you. And you you watch a, a lot of ball too, yeah. so you know NBA it's way lower than it ever was, but still with college ball and high school ball, Duncan's shit they they were showing dude from Syracuse dunking on somebody everywhere the other day. You know what I'm saying? Like Duncan's fun to watch. You know it's still mad fun to watch, especially with younger players because they out here jumping out the building not caring. They just looking, they just flying, just trying to flare everything up. You know what I'm saying? So Duncan, at least on that level, you know, it brings more excitement. And you got to think of it like women's basketball. You can't think of it, try to promote it like it's the NBA, like exactly like the NBA. You got to take different tricks. If you see it's working on another level, like with some colleges working, try to integrate that with your game. So your game also expands more like you're not playing at the same level as these seven foot dudes that can dunk out the gym or the six foot dudes that can dunk out the gym also. The six foot women aren't dunking. It's the six eight women that are dunking in the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? You pr- primarily. There's more women dunking now, though. Yeah, there's Especially more. In high school. Definitely more women dunking now, but still, like you got to be the center to dunk in the WNBA. And the NBA, you can be whoever you are, and you're gonna be dunking. So, like, at least in that aspect, if you want to incorporate more dunking, so they can throw more alleys, get more highlights in that in that realm. Lowering the rim, I think, would be a positive, just so they get more airtime. It's just not the same game. <laughs> not the same game. You know what they could do? Is they should put, like, somehow find a way to put NBA games and WNBA games at the same arena in the same day. Even if it's, like, during the WNBA se- season having summer league games, like, the NBA should try to, like, get, like, a cross-platform. Because if you're already in the arena to see one, you might be more inclined to stay for the other. Maybe put the WNBA game first, people come watch it, more people are going to be at the game. That's just a thought. 
to what he said before about uh, actual ways to do it. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. I see it. Because they could do I know it's conflicting seasons. It's not the same time of year, but that's all I'm saying. Like the summer league, they could find some bullshit games. The same way that fucking the NFL's overseas right now playing games. You can find a way to make it work. Yeah. Especially if they, they could do stuff like that in tournament, <clears throat> um, the mid-season Mid- tournament stuff. Yeah, in-season tournaments. Yep. Oh, shit, my phone hit the, hit the mic. Uh, but yeah, nah, definitely if they could do that, that would definitely help. I think they already got an in-season tournament in the WNBA. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and just like how they're trying to do with the NBA, how it helps like with the seeding, I think, uh, with WNBA, that's, that's what they do. It helps with the seeding later on, later on in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they could really do besides like She's make some, hot, man. Let her live. make some rule changes, but yeah, I'm gonna let... I'm gonna let Kelsey live, like she a baller anyway. So like it, it ain't no shade to her or nothing. But we just trying to, we just trying to help find some solutions. If y'all got some ideas or something, like something that maybe I said wrong, like maybe I had some wrong information or whatever. Let let me know, man, because I I really want to know like how we could help expand that. Um, <clears throat> Jerry Jones, y'all think he's racist? The only Jerry we acknowledge is Springer, man. Come on. I bet. So, besides that, um, the, the Knicks, Jones? man. Uh, what were you about to say? Who's Jerry Jones? Facts. I don't even know, man. That's that's a great question. Yep. Uh, I know Jenny great... Jones, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Nah, but for real, though. Nah, let's talk about it. Because nah, all I, these I, other motherfucking platforms, nobody want to talk about this They're not talking about it. You're right. That's a Braun said it the other day. I said Braun like yeah. I know this nigga. LeBron said it the other day. Right, Why is nobody asking nobody about this? And my thing too is we know why. First of all, yeah. Well, yeah, we already know why. But my thing is <clears throat> everyone's trying to act like oh yeah, it was be- way back in the day. Like he's a different person. But the Kyle Kaepernick shit silent. And you can say all right, smart business move. But. <clears throat> The Eric Garner shit, quiet. The motherfucking uh, yo, literally everything just quiet. If it if, if it involves black people, he has been quiet. <laughs> All right, let me tell you something about Jerry. Yeah, let me tell you something about Jerry. Let's Jerry. talk about Jerry. He looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Saying. I know what you're saying. Yo. He's been doing it for a long time in that great old state. Yeah, man. He, he in Texas, too. He he kicking it. You feel me? You feel me? The, the driver. How old is Jerry Jones? Like, what, 80 at this point? He's probably 82 or something like that. He's racist. Even if he's a reformed racist, he still be, he still be doing racist shit. I'm sure because racist people can't hide it. Like even when they think like mentally, like because they said that he was working with a lot of the NFL players or whatever. Like he he took them on almost like a fatherly role, showing them business stuff like that, helping them get their taxes right, stuff, all all that, all those fantastic things. But yeah, you know you know how the older like older white guys are when they're like trying to be cool cool with you. Oh yeah, I have a black friend, and they just come out of nowhere and say some wild you shit. Them, wild like, shit. They have no idea. Because it's like a subconscious thing, so like that doesn't. Yeah, like, Jerry uh, Jones is eighty years old. Yeah. Just are, so y'all know, are you are you trying to say that Jerry Jones had no choice 
But to be, you know, that word that starts with an R. Everyone has a choice. Just because of the time that he went and grew up in. Everyone has a choice, but it's just... Just what the times were. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of people in that time that was intermingling, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like that at all. They didn't even have the thought, even if they seen it. So so are we advocating <laughs> for Jerry Jones or are we like... No, it doesn't change anything because I assume all of those owners are racist anyway. A lot of them are like, come on, those eighty. Yeah, I'm like, if, like, come on, man. If we're at, if we're talking, football, if we're talking NFL, football. I yeah. think all thirty two of them yeah. are racist. Yeah, I is, uh, count, like, like yeah. league. You know, that's that's the one league. I'm like, they they ain't no hope in there. They all racist. Yeah. So like, do I think Jerry Jones has changed and reformed? Nope. Am I advocate? I don't even like the Cowboys. Yeah, that's why it's like I don't um, care. And like <laughs> at the end of the day, am I shocked he was in the picture? No. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. So it's like I, that looks like it was it was his childhood. That's so, exactly where I'd expect him yeah, to be. Yeah. So so he had a few rallies. Yeah. So, so you can say that yeah he was at a few rallies, but then we could also say that he did help some black people. Yeah. Is that what I we're mean, saying right now. I mean, yeah. yeah, because he he owns an NFL team. A league primarily black, and he definitely has helped them. Like those are the stories that has been told. Like I can't deny other so, people's so stories. J- so you know? JJ gets a pass. This is no. what it sound like. It sound like JJ get a pass right now. No, because I ain't never. Let me say one thing and one. Let me make one thing clear right now. I am not ever saying Jerry Jones got a pass just because he helped some black people. Like. It, nigga, if you was racist, you was racist, right? That's it. Word. It don't matter if you help some black people now. You racist. <laughs> like, so you know you're saying, what I'm saying racism I'm... is like losing your virginity. Like you can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't no going. Wait, you you a reformed racist? What what that mean? Sound like, I, sound like something that's bro. Yeah, uh, you know. Back in the day, you know, I didn't really fuck with y'all. <laughs> but then, you know, I grew up and I learned that was wrong, you know? And now I realize when I was not fucking with y'all, I was just not fucking with my... What are you telling me? Shut up! <laughs> you was racist, bro. Like, that's your past. I mean, you could be cool now, I guess. Like, so, you know, you could be... There's some people that we might be rocking with right now that was, like, mad racist back in the day and we didn't even know. All right, so maybe the no. R word is too extreme and we should use the word prejudice. If he's, if he's president, yeah, he might be... That's the point I was gonna Yeah, I'm like, he might be prejudiced. Like, everybody has a prejudice. Okay. Like, in some way, shape, or form. Okay, so I guess we just seen uh, Jerry Jones being extremely uh, prejudiced, uh, you know, 80 years ago. And um, we need an answer from him. We we just want an explanation. We just want an explanation, JJ. Yeah, literally, that's it. Like, it's not like, yo, man, we going to care. even Jerry's response, I almost want to pull up and read his response to what he said to LeBron. Like, he would just tap dance around the fact that LeBron was speaking from a place of hurt and, like, disappointment. And he would just kind of, like, saying, oh, yeah, have respect for LeBron and what he does. Instead of saying, like, I understand how it looks to, yeah. you know, how it may look. I understand, you know... Whatever your publicist wants to write about the times, et cetera, et cetera. But listen, that's not who I, a man that I am now. That's not what I stand for. Um, I've done this. I've done this. And LeBron can reach out to me, and I'd love to have a conversation with him. Say something like that. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, the reform don't be there. <clears throat> Are you forever racist? I don't know. But it's going to be a hard time to prove to me that you don't have those racist undertones or even, 
I guess everyone's prejudicial by definition, but the prejudice that I'm talking about, those sort of undertones, um, yeah. it, it would be difficult for someone to convince me, I think. Yeah, no, nah, I think even if, like, you try to cover it up, it's still there. Like, it's going to show at some point. And you got to be careful like, how you say the, the owners helped them because they paid these players. That's not really help to me. That's a business transaction. You yeah. paying the players to pay. I don't care if you pay them $500 million. That's because you're making $3 billion. That's, that's true. a business transaction. That's true. But, I mean, there's some players, like Pac-Man Jones said, like... <clears throat> He helped get his like financials yeah. right. Like he helped me that. like manage my money better and like figure out how to actually spend money correctly and still make money, like all that stuff. So like in that if if that's what he was doing with everybody, then like that's helping. Like, I mean he yes, has but I would want to know when was he doing that? Was it time that he was signed to them or was it post Retire when you're retired already because if he signs something that's just maybe keeping your player happy and being like this is the best place to play for you're the best boss of all time yeah and also giving him game at the same time because maybe he does care a little bit but what's the real reason you're doing that because when that person's not beneficial to you anymore then all of a sudden people how people treat you changes yeah that's that's true that it's take the true. fun out of everything but <laughs> but shit I mean. Well, off of Jerry Jones, because, I mean... Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> off of that, I just want to go... So, the last time I was here, right, I told y'all I was going to go to the Knicks game. Right? The Knicks-Nets game. Yeah, yeah so... <clears throat> Knicks lost by 35 that night. Um, <laughs> by the time I got there, they were down by 8. It was uh, very disappointing. KD was dropping buckets on their head. It was the start of the R.J. Barrett slump. It was the first... It was the game before Ben Simmons started to play good. Two games or three games before Kyrie came back. It was a very interesting time, all right? So, Knicks got blown out. I'm like, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing. It's real early in the season. I believe in the Knicks. Just because I'm a New Yorker, you know? The Six is my team, though. But, man, these niggas is trash, bro. Bad. Not good. They ain't making the playoffs. And if they make the play-in, they're going to get blown out as the 10th seed. It's going to be real sad. I don't know what's going on right now, but the Knicks... Disappointment, man. Disappointment. Julius Randle. Sad. Jalen Brunson. Sad. RJ Barrett. Bad. Man, I don't even know what's going on out here, for real. I just be sitting at my TV looking like, this shit is outrageous, man. Mo, what's your thoughts? First of all, I have a Knicks shirt as we speak, and the Knicks got smacked by 21 today by Dallas. How Um, unfortunate. (laughs) Trade them all. Trade them all. Get RJ out of here. I was saying all day, I'd take RJ for for Maxi today. Get him (laughs) out of here. Get him out of here. It's like... We were talking off mic. Like it's hard for me to go to the games. It's just the inconsistency. Sometimes they play so so well, then other times it's just like they can't get a stop. Mitchell Robinson's always fouling. He doesn't go straight up. Like <laughs> Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson can't guard anybody. Um, Cam Reddish, I will say he's made me kind of eat my words a little bit. So I kind of like how Cam Reddish been playing. I know he was hurt those few games, but just overall, like they can't get a stop. Like they'll play well and they get to the fourth quarter, then the team comes down. They just bucket after bucket, and there's nothing that they can do, and 
I hate to be that guy, Tom Tip, Tom Thibodeau. Fuck with him, but it might be that time to get him out of here too. I'm over it. I'm over it. Like they're not getting another dollar of mine until they do something, anything, anything. Shit, just sound like the Knicks doing what the Knicks do. Shit. <laughs> uh, you think we got a chance of getting Spreewell back? Take <laughs> <laughs> me back, yo. Yo. Oh, yo. Hold on, but you were talking. You were talking about Ben Simmons. I just wanna. So, so I have a clip from from Cam that I want to play. Him talking about Ben. He good as he ain't shit. That's that. I ain't got to come into his own. Is he getting better? Is he is he ain't shit or is he good? I'm asking you. You asking me? Is he is he is he good or he not shit? What's or is he he not shit or he ben good? Is a, ben, ben is a good player. Very good defensive player. Good player. Not a perimeter shooting. Not a perimeter shooter. But he can defend. He can do a lot of good things. He what year? Pass. What year was this? He ain't doing it for the Nets. He left my nigga KD hanging in the playoffs last year. James Harden played last year in the playoffs. What the fuck he was doing? Balenciaga, Lavrine on the side. <laughs> Kendall Jenner posts on his page. All type of dumbass shit. Fucking uh, Chanel jacket on the side. All this crazy shit. Instead of being in a uniform. <laughs> Left KD hanging, pause, and Kyrie in the playoffs. I just want to say I love that <laughs> Cameron's like forty five and still saying pause after everything. After everything, <laughs> that's from Cam's <laughs> new show. I just thought that was a funny clip. You said Ben Simmons. Yeah, uh, nah. I mean <laughs> that same Ben Simmons smacked the Knicks too. Yeah, I'm like that. That same Ben Simmons been going crazy whenever he plays the Knicks though. <laughs> Yo. Ben Simmons, he's he's an interesting character, man. Um, shit, going from one New York team to another, the Giants. Um, it's over for them. That that's my question. I was going to bounce this to Julian now. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, so I came before the season. I I told you Daniel Dimes. I don't have faith in him. He's not Daniel Dimes. He 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 hasn't dropped any dimes. Then y'all were like six and zero, and I I came to you and I was like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. It's been a different story since then. What's going on, man? All right, here's the thing about the New York Giants, the New York Football Giants, right? Yep. We like to make things interesting. That's not. You're not wrong. You're, when you're when have we ever won a Super Bowl winning in the season? We don't do that. We don't do that. We not we don't need a, a top seed. We want y'all won the Super Bowl going like seven and nine, right? <laughs> that's, this is what I'm trying to tell you. We don't want the top eight, seed. Eight, the top ass. seed is too much pressure. We like the wild card. We like to play in the wild card. Get us ready. We get a couple games before the Super Bowl. This is how we like to do it. You can't sleep on the New York Giants. We we gonna come back in dramatic fashion. You already know uh, Odell about to come back home. Oh yeah, he has taken now he the meeting. He's he not uh, going to Jerry. Uh, I hope not. I hope not. He's not going oh, to Jerry. Not. This is what we. Jerry, see. don't sign him. <laughs> nah, don't he, do it. <laughs> nah. Play for Massa. Yeah, nah. Jerry want the best slave, but he not gonna get it. He not gonna get it. He not gonna get it. Uh, nah, Odell's coming back, back to home. New York. The thing about the Giants to is to lose and not make the playoffs. Why would he look, do that? What? Come on, man. Wait, look, you, think the, you think the Commanders going to make the playoffs over the Giants? No. Nah, they're going to make the playoffs. I'll tell you what. Up. Before the Commanders make it over the Giants, the whole NFC East makes the playoffs. But this, this, this is the thing. I agree with that. This is the thing with the Giants. We, we were missing a lot of players the last couple of weeks. They're coming back. The whole line, right? 
if you if you know anything about this season, it's any given Sunday. Any any team can win on any Sunday. And if that isn't something that shows you that the Giants, although they, they went on a little landslide in the last couple of weeks, shows you what can happen. I don't think they got nothing for Dallas. What? What? And I'm not and I like the Giants. And I, and I'm an Eagles fan, but I like what? to watch, watch the Giants. Oh man. Oh man, they've they've no, lost twice. Dallas no. Dallas is looking like they're coming together. No, it's just different points of the season. No, I get it, no, 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 wow. no, no. Dallas is not. Dallas is playing good no, football. No, no, wow. they're not. If you, did you? Oh man, were you there on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I didn't watch the game. All right, so now if you if you watched the game, you would have seen that. I, I saw the score it was thirty to something. Bro, the game, also... they, they they lost the game on one play, and it was a penalty to refs. Man, oh, listen, man. listen. They they called the back one play, and that was the difference between the Giants going up for two touchdowns, changing the whole dynamic of the game. They would have had to play different, and it, with that that playing style of playing from behind, the Giants would have still they would have had them. You know what I'm saying? So it's the Giants haven't lost a game where they was just like straight up out of control. If you really pay attention, it's usually on one play, and it's been a penalty. That changes the whole dynamic of the game. The Giants is in every single game that they lost this entire season. They could be undefeated. That's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? So what was the final score of that Dallas Giants game? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I could have swore it was a blowout. It, I know. Listen, I heard it was a close game. Listen, it only appears as a blowout if you wasn't watching. <laughs> that's why I say when the Knicks lost by twenty, I'm like, yo, it was. They were down by like eight to the fourth quarter. You, and all of a sudden, the final score down by 20, was. It didn't reflect it. Final score was twenty-eight twenty. Right. Right. The the all right, twenty twenty eight twenty. Yep. And Giants lost at the beginning of the season when right. they were playing well, and right. they lost on that stretch. Right. So right before they won all so the games. So the game was close. It was a one score game. the The momentum was completely shifted by the bad officiating, and they had to play a different style after that. So now, when you, when you really think about that, you take that one call away, and they get that first down for that throw. The 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 game is different. It's looking different. So Who's that's better, what I have man? to the say. Just the Giants right now, man. What? what Giants? The Giants all day. But that that gap is getting a little bit smaller because no, Jets been playing some good football look, the last look, couple weeks. Look, right? why? Well, Mike White. He won last week, right? Yo, man, look. They won two I, of the last I, three, right? I get it, man. Mike White did have a good game or whatever. Yeah. But not, I didn't say Mike White went off. I I'm said like, they've been playing good you know, football they, outside of their quarterback situation. Yeah. Their team looks all right. Yeah. Yo, if, no. they, if they get a quarterback, Again, I'm being objective. I, I'd, no. I'd, I'd, I'd give it to the Yo, Jets. No, no. Hold on. Giants don't have a quarterback. Look, look. I'm about Dude, to, oh, shit. There's no. a lot going on right now. But, hold on. I'm about to. Real quick before you go, I'll... Giants quarterback situation is better than the Jets quarterback situation. Fair. What are you about to say, Julian? All right. So, I I went to the preseason game, Jets versus Giants. This man, Mike White, he balled out. This this is a very interesting situation that we're about to witness right now with Mike White. So, like, San John, like, I kind of feel what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Mike White might be that hidden gem in the league. This man had four starts. Two out of the four starts was... Ball out games, and one of the losses, he got hurt. So, the the percentages is on his side, and the the two crazy games was three hundred plus yards throwing. You know what I'm saying? So he's dotting them up. He might be a hidden gem right now, and if he wins this next game, 
the Jets really in with yards and, and really like commanding the field, the Jets is gonna really have something to think about. Even though they really trying to still make it seem like Zach Wilson is the quarterback of the future, they really gotta like, you know, I, Mike White is nice. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Zach Wilson out of here. My my two things with Mike White is that I mean yeah he's definitely had good games for sure, but no one's had no one's been able to really scheme for him. One, so you know he's getting away with that. He doesn't play consistent enough for them to like even pl- like plan for him at all. It's not like it's uh like Colt McCoy playing for the Cardinals a couple games. That's right. You know That's like right. Colt, M- Colt McCoy got years starting. That you could look back on and see his tendencies, like he's not that much different of a quarterback. But Mike White, he doesn't have that game footage like that. And then also, I think Zach Wilson, being a number two pick like last year, two years ago, whenever that was, you don't. At least if you're like the owner or somebody like that, you the GM, you don't want to just start Mike White like right now over him, and you just. You traded away shit to get that number two pick. It's wasting money. You know basically, that's yeah, that's starting. exactly that's just wasting money. So like you want to just kind of let him play it out, like let him go out for the worst, and then like from there you gotta plan. All right, let's let's play Mike White next year, and then strategize see if we gotta go with him or draft a new QB or not. That's what I think. But I mean, you're not wrong saying he has been balling. They also just haven't had time to scheme for him, and I think yeah. you know, All right. that, so, that situation. So you say they haven't had time to scheme for him, but this is what I'm going to say. He hasn't had time to fucking learn these defenses. And he you got to really think about this. He's jumping into the hardest position in all the sports in the middle of a season against fucking these defenses. So I, I, I don't believe that he's really that type of quarterback where teams got a scheme for him. He's a fucking quarterback quarterback. They, the, I, the teams know they got a scheme for that that offense. He's playing I, the, the, the system. You know what I'm saying? He got to just know the, the reads and hit the dots. You know? I think, what, I think what you're sleeping on is that they have Joe Flacco in that quarterback room. No, no matter what you think of him. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that's what you know I'm what saying. I'm saying. That's so what like I'm he, saying. He's, it's, uh, it's not like he, team, team this, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying is my dude has been in there. He's been learning some shit. Like he's been learning different how to read these that's defenses what I'm saying. like that. Like how how do you scheme for a quarterback like Mike White? What does he do besides get the ball around? What is he's not running around the field? He don't got no triple option, read option. You know what I'm saying? Like he's doing some RPOs and all of that, but. He's not running you don't around know his the check, field. But you don't know his like check down tendencies because every quarterback has a check down tendency. So, you know what I'm saying? Like little shit like that. You, I mean, you you can't even scheme for tendencies because every game plan is different. That's not true because you can put no. pressure on him see, see how likely he is to scramble. You can do mm-hmm. a lot of things to see what their tendencies are. Okay. So a lot okay. of looks yeah. at it. All right. All right. You're right. You're right. You're exactly. Right. Like if you're right. blitz, is he going to check down right. to the right every single time or is yeah. he going to try to you, you, roll out and scramble? Like little things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. Some more analytic approach. Yes. But yes. basically what I'm saying is that. And we're in an analytical yeah, time. Feel, give him a clean slate. I feel like I it's, it's harder for Mike White to jump into it than it is for teams to scheme against him. So even, you know what I'm saying? Like. Even, even if they schemed against him, the way he's playing, he would outplay the scheme that they would have against him right now. I think 
the way he's playing, he'd play like uh Jacoby Brissett if they could scheme for him. That's what I'd say. Okay. It's a fair assessment. Jacoby's still in the league, right? He, he on the bench somewhere? Yeah, he just they, he just he's gonna be on the bench this week for Deshaun in the for uh for Cleveland. Yo, I'm gonna say yeah. this right now. Alright, what are you about to Mike say? Mike White you? is the next Brett Favre, the next uh Aaron Rodgers. If he leaves the Jets, yeah, I think so. With the Jets. I don't know if the Jets are going to let that happen. My boy Zach. He's, you know what I mean? Zach Toast. He's going to the Panthers. We ain't doing Brett Favre over here, though, respectfully. He was stealing money and shit. We owe Brett Favre. You can't sweep that under the rug. The media ain't coming out either. Shit, facts. He did steal hundreds of millions from the welfare fund. Let's not forget from Mississippi. (laughs) Now that we're talking about Brett. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Good, se- good segue, Julian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the fact, you know what I'm saying, that you know Brett Favre and his you know financial manipulations. Regardless of the fact, he he was yeah, you know I mean throwing them dots. Yeah, but he was also like the thing with Brett Favre is for him to do everything he did, he had to take a lot of wild hits that people are not gonna do these days. He was playing in the Wild Wild West time. Yo, cowboy. The, that was that was the bounty days. Yeah, yeah they had bounties on heads back then. Yeah, literally, facts. like this ain't the street. Facts. 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 Hey, so, yo. So now, yo. when you think about that personality of a person like Brett Favre, cowboy is not too fucking hard to think about how he was moving. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. It's not. Well, it, I never said it was unbelievable. He did it. Let me say that. Like I He did that shit recent too. Yep. It was recent. Like but yeah, nah, that thing is wild, man. <laughs> but um shit. We can we could get off sports. Um uh, motherfucking Let's see, let's see. Y'all wanna go to music or you wanna go to the scandals and music last? We can get some music. Alright, yo. So so her loss. Let's get to the her I, loss. I was shit. gonna say her loss a month later. What's y'all thoughts, man? Y'all y'all still got high opinions on this album, or y'all think it was a little overrated when it dropped? What's your thoughts? I don't really be knowing how to feel about music sometimes these days. It's music is so like so much uh, of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all about how like everything is. It's it's not just the music. It's life at itself at that time that the music releases too. So it's like this weird thing that's going on with music right now where dated music. Yeah, yeah, you know, like um sometimes unless you are creating or going to events that are making these songs nostalgic, they don't develop a nostalgia right now. It's just like they listen to it first week and then after that is you know, it's that's it. That's it, but I still fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I still feel like it, it's a great body of work. It's still Drake. Like every song, you could listen to the whole thing straight through. But have if, have I listened to it in the past week? No. You know what I'm saying? Am I a fair barometer to use? I don't know, but I I feel like I have a very good finger on the pulse of the fucking universe and how this shit goes. And like 
I don't just, you know, I just follow my fucking, I just follow the wave. Like, you know what I'm saying? I float in this shit. And uh, fucking that particular album, it was dope. I listened, I definitely stayed up to listen to it when it dropped. Um, but have I listened to it like frequently in the past week? No. So, so before I go, I have one more clip I want to play. And this is of 21 Savage talking about the album. That I, I, before I continue, I just want to get some context. I nah, we don't need no hook on this one. Yeah, Twenty One need to do it like this. Yeah. Like I ain't gonna cap, nigga. Drake wrote some of my verses on this album. <laughs> These facts, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck what a nigga say. Drake helped me with some of my verses on this album. Like, cause you, cause you. By the way, you, you also, you also helped me oh with shit too. So, oh God. So, with that, with that being said, <clears throat> with this album, I feel like I heard a lot of Drake in in his verses, like. It felt mm-hmm. like a very Drake-dominated project, so I almost judge it like a Drake project. Like, 21 was cool. I feel like he was snapping. One, I think it's kind of crazy that he's openly... Like, I get Drake is Drake, but I don't know if I'm running around bragging that Drake wrote my verses. And what I when he first said that, my first thought was, what songs did, did 21 write? Right? So, of course, I went to... Looked it up. I went to the, to the Wikipedia. And... But I thought it was interesting. I was making sure he didn't have Drake right was at 3 a.m. in Glenwood because he snapped on that. So that's what I was a little bit worried about. But a lot of it sounds very Drakey to me. Even with 21's flow, it's some of the bars were kind of like Drake-ish to me. Um, and I also want to know if Drake wrote that. Major distribution. I want to know if he wrote <clears throat> the, uh, the bar, um, when I go to the club, I don't got to show ID because they know I'm 21. Because that was tough. That was tough. Um, <laughs> but as far as it, how it was received, Drake said he thought, he, I think he said it's in his top two projects. He thinks. Yo, I think, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, Drake can say that, you know. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's tough. You but... know, I, I wouldn't say no if he, if you think that, like, it's a great comeback project for, like, a lot of the shit he's been dropping or at least how it's been received. Like, I'm one of the people I still that play. <laughs> I'm one of the people. Uh, before I get to my take on this, uh, I'm one of the people that bumped, that thought demo tapes was fire. Like, yes. I thought that shit was dope. A lot of people said that was. I. Right. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'm not hearing what you hear. <laughs> to the speakers. Oh like, yo, maybe my speakers are fucked up. Like, all right, whatever. Maybe I got a different maybe I got a different tape. <laughs> um like I I didn't think CLB was bad. We were here talking about honestly never mind. We gave that take up here. And like with this, <clears throat> I it's not like I play the shit straight through. Like I played the songs that I played the songs from. But I th- I still think it's I think my take from last last time we was here is really still my thoughts. Like usually, at least when I listen to an album, like my thought on it by my second third listen is pretty much gonna be my thought on it. Like it's it's rare that my thoughts is gonna change on a project. Like that I go from not liking it at all to like liking it a lot. Or liking it a lot to not liking it at all. Like, that's rare to, uh, to like, happen. So, pretty much my thoughts on it is, like, my thoughts on it. Like, I still think, like, it's a Drake project 
featuring 21. Did you like, like Views when it first dropped? Overrated. I, you still think it's overrated? Overrated. I hated it at first, and then I came around. Like, this is my thoughts. It's like... The hype behind it. Because I, I will never forget how much hype we had building up to Views from the Six. We had years leading up to that where we it were. It took a while to drop it, right? Yeah, it. It he was, was talking from, about yeah, right after, right. like before, nothing was the same. He was talking about views for the six, and that was 2013 when nothing was the same. Drop. We knew about the shit. Since then, like we had summer 16 drop. We had zero to 100 draft day. All them songs dropped talking about views, 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 views. So the hype behind it was so built up, and then like. This was one of those albums where a lot of people heard it and was like, this is the greatest Drake album like we ever got. And like that always kills how I'm listening to it because I'm hearing the same project you're hearing. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, no, I don't hear that. Like, so I know how a lot of people view it. Like people view it in a high space. So that's why I say overrated. That's not saying it's a bad project. Okay. I don't think it's a bad project. Let me say that. It's a good project. I say it's like five, six for me in my Drake albums. Like it's it's in like the middle of his albums yeah, for definitely, me. But definitely, definitely. I I say overall it's overrated how everybody rates it, but still a good project. Like if I had to put it like one through ten, I'd still give it like a seven, so like a there's still a bunch of songs on that shit. I, I bump like that. Undeniable. But you're not going to tell me when he said, turn the six upside down, it's a nine now. You never you never seen, uh, uh, maybe this is just how my brain works. You yeah. never looked at a six and looked at a nine and like, yo, these shits kind of look alike. <laughs> like, yeah. Or you had cards in your hands. But that's a double it, entendre, you know? though. But yeah, you know, I, I, it's, I, a, it's a good double, you know, but like, Nah, people like this nigga is like, and that's kind of like a right. triple entendre. The number I mean, six, um, yeah, six the town, and flipping the town upside down. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, I mean, it's deeper than that. As above, so below. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's deep, right? So this is this is what this is what we could say, right? Drake never missed. All right, as far as the album, her loss. It's to me, I it's hard to rank music because because music is all about how it impacts at that time. You know, I feel like what her loss, like the impact right now that it has, I feel like it's, you know, I feel like it's it's good enough. I feel like they, they hit the target. You know what I'm saying? Is it revolutionary? No. Um, the album is not featuring 21 Savage. It's infused. It's Drake infused with 21 Savage at uh, yep. 0. 0.05 milligrams. This nigga said this nigga made a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's a little little bit of 21 Savage. It's mostly Drake, but it's a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? The dominant Drake, you know, and then the, the other seed that they crossed it with was, you know, not as strong. And it was the 21 seed. And uh, that's what we got on her loss. And then now Mo's showing that Drake wrote, you know, 21's verses. I'm saying he ain't even have enough time on this shit for what didn't. So if he wrote... Like, what did he do? That's what I'm trying to say. That's <laughs> he, he, he ain't have enough time on the track to 
what to not write? What so if Drake what wrote for you, then write? what didn't he write? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> nigga had five verses. Which one did he write? Yeah, six minutes of uh, album time. But you gotta understand that decision of saying 21 Savage, even though I want my rappers to write their bars, but that decision of him saying, okay, I'm just gonna listen to Drake. Drake will probably look, cause this is what really happened. So, this is all a part of Drake's marketing plan. He knew with the dance shit that obviously people were gonna, weren't going to feel like that and be like, oh, we want to hear Drake rap. So, Drake was like, I want to drop a rap album, but I want to get the streets so they really like get that side because Drake by himself, you're not going to get that type of response. We even saw that with, well, CLB was like some lover shit, <clears throat> but like, you don't see that much from Drake. So, what he went, he got 21, they dropped the project, but he's like, I want a Drake project, but I'm going to bring 21 along. So, I'm just going to write the shit for him. And that's how I get everyone else to fuck with me. And from 21's perspective, how do you say no to that? Because now they're going on tour. You know, no. they announced the Drake and 21 you tour. Don't. That's a $100 million decision right there what? that he just made. But I said, yeah, write my shit. <laughs> yo, yo, write yo. my shit. Let's Go ahead. It. Whatever you want me to say. You want me to rap this part? Whatever you want me to do, tell me. And he put that trust in Drake. So, yeah, I get it. But Bruh. I, I, I think, wouldn't have said that out loud. I think last time we were here, I think the the word, the term that we used was the homie hookup for the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> There you go. Literally, like, oh, word, shit. I, <laughs> what words do you want me to say on this shit? Drake I don't is even strategically care. picking his friends, and nobody wants to talk about it. But that's another story. Oh no, I mean, I feel like we know that. It, I mean, if you don't, whatever. But I feel like it's pretty obvious. Um, so besides her loss, <clears throat> have y'all heard the new Roddy Rich project? Feed the, feed the streets three. Honestly, nah. I didn't listen to it. I've wow. seen him. That's fucked up. I've seen him um, doing a lot of interviews and stuff. I've been watching his interviews, but that's nah, fucked up. I didn't. I didn't check for it. Like, I was never a Roddy Rich fan that much. Like that auto tune singy stuff. It's cool. Like I was one of those people that I still don't like the box. You mad? He feeding the streets. Yo, <laughs> I'm a. Yeah. Yo, I don't live on those blocks. So, yo. I love a couple miles up. I feel like, <laughs> yo, Roddy Rich. I feel like he's dope. And when you ask me about that album, I'm saying, what album? Yeah. Right, um, Roddy Rich dropped the album? Yeah, he did. That's he, what I'm saying. He definitely did. <laughs> so, what's funny about this, I listened to the album. And I'm one of those people that... There's people that say, please excuse me for being antisocial is a trap classic. I, I don't, well, however you take that is how you take that, all right? A, tra- a trap classic. A trap classic. Probably the best trap album to ever come out besides Dirty Sprite 2 is what people say. <clears throat> As a niggas. <laughs> Who, who's saying this? <laughs> that Never mind. Continue. Sorry. I was just trying right. to calculate my brain. Who's asking? Like, come on. So, random people I know. Got you. People on Twitter. The streets. Uh, 
big corporations or uh, news outlets like Complex and like Rolling Stone that rank it high in their, you know, people like that. You know, that's that's these are the general people I'm talking about. How do we listen to Rolling Stone about rap? Hey, look. I hate I hate that. That drives me crazy. Alright. Let me be fair. Rolling Stone is not included in my like references here. You would but just like give a, yeah, like sources. A, yeah, yeah, like you know, like type of pe- yeah. like the type of sources that I'm referring to when I say people that that said it. The demographic of your uh pool. Yeah. So <clears throat> they say it's a trap classic. My thoughts on it. It's a cool project. It's cool. Nothing crazy. His second album, Live Life Fast, people said it was really bad. I was like, it sounds like the first project. You know, it sounds like what a lot of people do. They do a continuation album, so they have something more to tour with. And then the third project's going to be something a little different. All right, whatever. Then I listen to this one, I'm like, well, sounds like the other two projects just... A little more eyed, I guess, than the second project. <laughs> you know what's going to happen next, right? You're going to start blaming the label. Oh, I can't yeah. put out what I want to put it out. You know it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming soon. But wait, wait, blame the label. Who are we talking about again? Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich. Oh, yeah. He signed to Atlantic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He speaks highly of them, but I just know that's how rappers be. Yeah, it's coming soon. Just but when it's not hitting, the music isn't connecting, they start blaming people. So. My 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 thing with this album is besides my like it being a cool project, it's nothing like too crazy, like honestly, in my opinion. Um but it originally came out, he sold thirty eight thousand. That was on Friday. By Monday it sold twenty six thousand his first week. What happened to twelve thousand albums? So I got a take on this. Uh huh. So why do we still care about first week numbers? I mean, I know why, but people don't realize. I think that like first week numbers was all made by like the labels and the record companies as a way to just basically promote their artists. Because if you could say this artist is doing, especially in the streaming era, to me it doesn't make sense. Because no one's physically going going to buy your music. Like people just have stuff on their phone, and they'll it has way more replay value because you have it in your phone. You can play it at any point. So you're gonna make more, um, I, I guess, perpetual money. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but they're gonna make I think more money down the line of just your consistent sales. Because the music that we care about, you're gonna stream that consistently over that time. So why did people? First week sales could literally just mean that everybody went to go listen to it in the first week and didn't like it. Yeah. 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 So. So I hate that's even like a thing. So like yeah. when they play those fucking little games with the projections and shit, I'm like, who the fuck cares? Is the music good or no? Right. You know what? All right. So there's two sides to that, right? Because as a business, you want to know the velocity of your product. Of course. And the best way for them, you know, in this space where the artist is already known or whatever, to gauge the velocity of that artist at that time is that first week numbers because that's their their it's like a a funnel they're trying to see how many people in this amount of time can we get attention and it becomes a benchmark you know so i feel like that first week number i feel like it does play a role but then you also have the other effect where music has this slow simmering effect where 
the first week doesn't matter and it could build up over time and become bigger than these artists whose first week is this astronomical number and then it has this crazy crash. So it's like there's two sides to it. So I asked you a question last <laughs> time. So I'll do a kind of similar situation. So would you rather take 15,000 first week and 10K a week every week for the entire year or would you rather take like 350 up front and then by like two months later you're at maybe 5K, maybe... Same scenario. Same scenario. This is why I'm going to take 350 up front because 350 up front is a benchmark. You get more attention, more this and more that. And now it's about what you do in that time where you get that 350 first week crazy attention numbers. And that could get you that same effect, that publicity and that same residual effect. So I'll always take the bigger bang up front because that bigger bang, you can do more with it. Whereas that slow, 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 you, you, Sometimes, yeah, you'll stay slow and you'll make 200K a year forever and you'll never reach that point. Yeah, 200K is a lot of money, but after you start paying some shit you, and you're funding your rap career and all of that, it's not that much. But to me, you're so, guaranteed fans more. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah, like, people are getting those first looks or like, yeah, you might it, not like the music, just, but someone's continually it, listening but that's then the they're thing. a fan. That's the thing. It, it really <laughs> depends on what's the quality of that 300,000 plus. What is the quality of it? If the quality of that three hundred thousand plus is a lot of like quick looks, it could be because or- all of it then, could be organic. That's yeah, true. it could yeah, be three hundred thousand people that actually fuck with your shit. Right, right. Then if that's the case, then yeah. you know, fuck it. It's you know. But that's why I wonder right. when you bring the well, like those label like the so yeah, this question. Is, this is what I was gonna say with Roddy Rich. This wasn't a projection. This is what they officially counted at first. It was thirty eight thousand they officially counted, but then they did a recount. And 12,000 of the sales at first were fake. So oh. he really did 26,000. That's why I bring up his numbers. Thanks. The 12,000 were fake sales that he had. Okay. Gotcha. And with this, and also with this, in the round, around the same time, Don Tolliver just dropped a single and he had fake views and fake comments all over his shit. A bunch of, like, he had millions of views on it. Like, a a majority of the comments on it were fake. Like, not not like just a few of them, like how a lot of people shit is. It was a majority of like, yeah. oh my God. They all, they, they all do it. Yeah. They all do it. Just go look. Shit is, they all do it. Well, you said Taylor Swift. So you remember when I, all right, so let's take it back a few pods. Remember yep. when I said that 40 <laughs> doesn't have COVID or didn't have COVID? Yeah. So, or maybe we're talking off mic, but I think I said it on the pod. <clears throat> so I found out after that Taylor Swift that allegedly Drake got word that Taylor Swift was about to do that remix bullshit that she was doing with her album and added all those weird weird shit to get boost her numbers. Yep. So that's why they pushed it pushed it back. Yep. And she was considering dropping something else so she can get that number one spot when they dropped it that third on the third week. Yeah, nah, I yeah, I seen that. She was definitely trying to play a lot of games. But it's like so they all can... do it. It's like yeah. it's perception. Yeah, like, yeah, it's all perception. You know, we gotta hold the fans but, accountable. What music I mean, is good? Man? That that's the thing though. With that, that's a that's a different scenario than like just losing twelve million, twelve thousand copies. Like she was just dropping different versions of the same album. Like it's either you you went to go get a different version of the album that came with three more songs or one more song or was a different cover, you know. Fir- that, that first week sales is my point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like my thing also with the first week sales since you asked it before, um besides it just being like a benchmark of what you can funnel in that first week, from that benchmark, you can see where 
uh, what it will funnel down to over time. So that three fifty, that three fifty over time, like in three months, six months, is gonna be like a consistent twenty to thirty thousand every week. And now you see, like, all right, bet if I at least do this number, I know over time my shit's just gonna be resonating with enough people that they're gonna play it back. That I'm still gonna be selling right. twenty thousand, and I'm still gonna be the right. top twenty no matter what throughout the year. Exactly. And, and you recoup, which yeah, is most important. Exactly, and you're recouping the whole time. You yeah, still probably right. have a song that's out there doing numbers, whether you're dropping some new shit or not. And you can just go based off of that. That's what like tw- twenty one pretty much been doing. He hasn't been dropping crazy projects like that. He just been dropping songs, being on the right projects, yes. just keeping his name around, just doing the same consistent numbers, right. so he knows what his benchmark is. Right. And if you really pay attention to the movement of music, most artists just really need like one number one, one big song that's like, that does that crazy, or one big album that does those crazy first week. And they pretty much sustain a career unless there's some crazy major meltdown. To me, that's a little bit fool's gold. I understand what you're saying financially, yes, but to me, that's a little bit of fool's gold-ish because I feel like then the music suffers and people are just trying to get that hit and then all of a sudden- But it does. Like- but it does, and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I mean, shit, I don't really know. But my thing is, man's got caught. Is Roddy is Roddy cold? Okay, that's what I'm. That's that's kind of what I'm hitting at. Like, he might be a little cold because he. I feel like. He didn't feel the need to do this before. Why are you yeah. doing it now? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just so it don't look like Fabio sold more than you? Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's on so you only sold 2,000 more than game? Like. It's on so many levels. It's, you know it, what I'm saying? I feel like. All right. I feel like. Music intake has cycles, and I also feel like right now the cycle of music intake also worked against him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like right now music is not garnering the attention. It's just a cycle. You know, it's just some seasonal thing. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I just feel like it's like, you know, we didn't see the album on the way. Like, there was no like build up. We it's like, how do you go to something that you can't see? Yeah, people, I feel like nowadays a lot of people are trying to save on marketing and shit and just try to drop a surprise album and just try to go off of that. Like, ah, surprise. I got something out there. Go listen to it. Only you... certain artists can do that. Exactly. Yep. But I feel like a lot of people feel like, fuck it. My fans are my fans. They're going to rock with me if they rock with me, you know? So they try it. But, um... <clears throat> or do you think that it's um, deadlines and pressure and it's just like... We we, we got to get something out to, you know, right now, you know, that that type of shit. Some Sometimes it could be that, but... If you having to meet that, if you have to meet that quota, that's another thing, too. Like, that's what sometimes it's hard to say. Because he was saying, uh, like, I guess the label wanted him to put out an album like a while ago, and he, that's why he put out the second one. He said he didn't even want to put put it out because he was going through a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure that happens to a lot, a lot of artists. I think he was saying, like... He was moving. He had a lot of house stuff, a lot of real estate. He's like, my life was crazy. Yeah, that so, could be an excuse, yeah. but nah, homie. But still, but I, I do understand. He's he's like, yo, I was 19 years old with 20 million dollars in the bank, like, and nobody prepared me for that. And then they're like, oh, you got to drop a second album. I'm just spending all my money. Like, I don't even know what's yeah. going on. Risk of problems, but 
I empathize. The music could suffer, and then I can get sometimes you put out shit you don't want to put out. I get it, but for me, I was never a Roddy Rich fan, so I, I feel indifferent. Salute to him, man. <laughs> Word. It's um, fucked up. Roddy Rich is nice. That's what I'm going to say. It's fucked up because Roddy Rich is nice. He makes good music. And I haven't listened yet, but I guarantee there's some fucking dope ass songs on that album. And it's fucking just the same as fire that we've been listening to from Roddy Rich if you fuck with him. It just ain't resonate right now. Yeah, he got he always got some songs on his projects. You watch that's the for flex sure. shit? Uh he rapped on Flex, which is like a him someone. Did I watch Yeah, I watched weird. him on Flex. He a little flow. His second half of it was I I mean I haven't been too impressed with anyone on Flex lately. Bro, yeah, he's just having anybody up there now, I guess. Glorilla was up there. She caught a little flow, I guess. Yo, but, uh, y'all listen to Glorilla's project? Nah. No. Damn, man. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I got to open my mind up a little bit. My fault. All right, y'all missing out, man. Glorilla got that ratchet shit, man. Oh, I got something. You listen to Sue Surf Project? Nah, I haven't. He just dropped something new? Yeah, dropped. Shit. I know he's locked up, Free yeah. Surf, but... But yeah, he dropped the project. It's good. He got Jim Jones on there. He got Remy on there. He's he, he, projects. He, he has good say, projects. I was gonna say he got he's good projects. So I'm definitely gonna listen to that Suture shit. Project. He switched up his switched up his flow a little bit. Um, y'all listen to Duke Deuce. He dropped a uh, Memphis Massacre three. If y'all listen to him, nah, I have Damn. no idea who that is. Duke, Duke Deuce, man, my nigga, fat dude out of Memphis. Uh, if y'all probably seen like There's a, a lot video of fat of him. dudes in Memphis. I, I know. Yeah. Uh, he be he be dancing and shit all over like Instagram and TikTok shit. Y'all probably just seen a random video of him doing some shit, maybe. But uh, yeah, he just dropped a project. He be uh, he be making crunk music for real. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like it's it's not trap music. It's literally crunk. Like in 2022, um, with like trap melodies. Yeah, it sounds like I would beat. like it. But uh, yeah, definitely that project's dope. Motherfucking Nas King Disease Three. Did y'all hear that at all? A little bit. Of it. I've heard some, you know, piece bits and pieces, and it sound like you know what I mean. Nas doing what Nas do. Nas Redomis. You feel me? Just yeah, you know I mean, going in like he's just spam bars and talking shit. That's what I've heard so far, and it sounds fucking. It sounds like he's in the time. Sounds like twenty twenty two. Nas. Facts. I was gonna say it. Yeah. Nas the storyteller. You know he. Especially at this point, like yeah. him and Hit Boy, like it's the him and Hit Boy project. Yeah, exactly. It's it's high quality music. I mean. Facts. Speaking of Nas and Twenty One, Twenty One said that Nas is irrelevant, and that he has his loyal fans and still drops good music, but he's not relevant. You know what? My question is, what makes you relevant? Because Nas outsold. Glorilla, who people will say right. is relevant. I'm about to give it to you right now. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. This is what 21 Savage was saying, and that does, I feel what he's saying. It goes back to the Roddy Rich thing. Roddy Rich drops, he's not relevant. So his numbers is what we saw. They get 12,000 fake plays. They take them back, whatever they did. Trace IP address, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? You know how that yeah. shit. Turn right? off the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't. You know, manipulate and switch up the VPNs. I don't know what the fuck. But um, yeah. So you have that part where someone's not relevant. They drop like Roddy Rich, but Nas Nas got that shit where he drop and his not relevant is the numbers that we see from this. 
Yeah. Like, I, like you just said, I mean, I, I tweeted it, so this isn't like a new opinion on from me. But I don't think 21's wrong. Like, Nas isn't relevant in the everyday conversation. Right. You're not bringing up Nas in, the, in your everyday conversation. No. That's what I think he means, pretty much. Yeah. Like, he's not relevant in that sense. Not at but all. But he has his loyal fans, and you know Nas, so if you know Nas drops something, at some point, you're going to listen to it. But in everyday conversation, nah, he's not relevant like that. Like, I think that's pretty legit. So, the definition of relevant is closely connected or appropriate to what is being done or considered. So, my problem is, like, when people use the word relevant, like... I think people just misuse it. Because, like, relevance, like, what's relevant to what? Right. It's relevant to you. Because yeah. it's relevant to you. Is it relevant to music? Is it relevant to hip-hop? Mm-hmm. And even if you say if it's relevant to hip-hop, who listens to hip-hop? It could be so many subcategories yeah, so to that. so if you say relevant, like, that's not... I don't think that's what... Right. I don't think that's what he's saying. He's more or less saying that the... quote Like, hip-hop is marketed to really, like, 12 and 13-year-olds and above. The younger kids aren't listening to Nas. That's essentially what he's saying. The stuff that we see on Instagram, the shit that we relate to like pop culture and, and when it comes to hip hop and rap, they aren't listening to that. And that's fair. But when you say relevant, everyone gets all fucking twisted up because that word relevant has so much sensitivity to it. Relevant yeah. is subjective. Yeah. Like like be objective and listen to what the person's saying. If, if like twenty one sat like What's you can go to Wyoming, ask someone what's relevant to them, remove music, what's relevant to you in your life, and put, yeah. and ask someone in New York the same question, <laughs> same age, same ethnicity, you're gonna get two different, completely different responses. Like, yeah, my thing is like <clears throat> in a general conversation, if I was just to do a poll of like a hundred thousand people, <clears throat> I feel like for Nas to be like and they're like top five of people that they're listening to right now, like the percentage is going to be low. That's what I just take it as. Like if you did a poll in that, how many people are going to say like, that's like my top five, like listening right to right now in this last like month or like last six months or whatever. Like that's how I really took it as like, cause Nas ain't dropped a project since the end of 2020. So like in that sense, it was like, I, yo, like he, in that sense, he wasn't relevant. Like, he wasn't doing nothing. He dropped his project. He was letting it rock. Like, and Naj, Naj do his shit and just disappear. Like, it's not like he's trying to grab your attention in that sense. He's doing his business shit on the low. And then when he's going to pop out, he's going to pop out and grab your attention again. Like, when the project was dropping, he became a topic of conversation without trying to become a topic of conversation. He's not relevant, but someone asked about it in 21's now. Now made it a headline. Now everybody's talking about it. Now you know. Is, now there's some relevance. You know? Now, yeah, exactly. Now there's some relevance. Now he's well. The real underlying <laughs> tone is that the old hip hop rap generation has issues with the young hip hop rap generation. Yeah, that's what's always the issue. That's where the clash is. It's not even so much what people are trying to say. Is that everyone's so on edge with each other on the other side? So yeah. I feel like you're going to always see shit like this. That's true. Like. <laughs> I mean, and, and people and think people also think that the younger generation is just always trying to hate too. But I mean, they also ended up dropping a song together. The song's alright. I didn't listen. I mean, I'm not running to the Nas in 21. I just randomly saw it. And I was like, Did he call anyone a pussy on that song? Because that's that's what 21 says, obviously. Um, I think he he might have said it one time. <laughs> I actually think he might have did. 
Um, shit. What else dropped? Oh, Metro Boomin just dropped yesterday. Y'all listen to that? Heroes vs. Villains? He, he's supposed to do... They say he's on pace to do 140 to 150. Go ahead. <sighs> if you want, I will. All right. I'm just going to say what my experience with that um, album has been so far. Uh, I saw on YouTube one of the videos popped up. I tried to watch the video. It was on, but I was easily distracted by something else. All right. I need to do more research. So, I listened to the album. All right. What's your thoughts? And I guess I got to use this lightly. Maybe I should call my cousin because he lives in Atlanta. But is like that trap sound dead? Like, that shit sounds. First of all, that album to me sounded old. It sounded dated to me. Like, even Travis, Travis's feature on there, like, oh, I guess not a feature because it's his song, like, that sounded a little bit dated to me. Like, the beats <clears throat> is kind of the same future. Like, like we was doing that like 2019, 2018, but it's like hearing that now, and I start to think of like that sound. I'm like, how many times are we going to do that same Metro sound over and over and over? Like, so was the album, I mean, it was cool, I guess. Um, what's funny is the only song I like was the weekend song when they did the Mario Winans, I don't want to know flip. Yeah. <laughs> and that was not even a flip. That was a cover. <laughs> yeah. You say oh. word for word throughout the whole thing. And I, I love nah. the original version. Like I'm that's a, my era. I'm going to get to that. Yeah, like, so I'm going to get to that. So, and back to my original point, one of those old, old pods is when I said that they just keep remaking the same songs over and over. But, um, th- that was cool. Like, it's Metro. If Metro don't yeah. trust you, I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely for a Metro project, I think it's good. I don't think it's better than the first one because it sounds like he made it at that same time. Really, <laughs> <laughs> get your coins, like, so, um, but, but I, I still stand on my point that Twenty One's the best featured rapper from Atlanta. Like, I. I'm not standing down on that point, like especially after this one. It's like if you need you need a you need a a dark trap feature, call twenty one. I mean, I feel like I feel like Doug would be the one from Atlanta. Feature wise, feature wise, nah. nah, nah. I wouldn't give it to him just because. He has to drop the verse for nine months because he's been locked up. Yeah, well, not that. Well, not that. Because like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, just, I'm talking about all genres of music. Yeah, are you gonna get Twenty One or well, are you gonna get Young Thug? Well, this is what I was gonna say before you even said that. I was gonna say I'm talking just rap wise. Yeah, I'm going Twenty One. Okay. Like, cause I if you're bringing up if I'm if I just want a feature, yeah, I'm gonna call Thug. Yeah, but if I'm talking, I I want someone to rap. I'm calling Twenty One. So yeah, ironically that that's what you ended up calling Drake. <laughs> or is Drake calling Twenty One? I didn't do the math, Papa. I didn't do the math. You got that. <laughs> um, yeah, but nah, I think it's a cool project from uh, Metro. Um, I like all the 21 features. The feature song, the superhero song, sounds like, you know, a regular feature song. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like an innovative feature song. Like, it sounds like feature that feature just had on them. 
um that fe- that weekend and 21 song creeping which is i don't want to know <laughs> yo v- verbatim though like come on though. Yo, it was the funniest how shit? much metro paid for that song bro look this is this is the fucked up part because i'm listening to the song and i'm like is this mario wines <laughs> And like this is before he switched to their drums. Yeah, and then just gonna. Snap. And I was like, "Yo, you know what? Ironically, we were doing the pod. I think Mo's gonna let this one rock because they did switch up the drums. It's a, it's, it got the weekend vibe to it. Like, and then it switched to the drums. I'm like, God, God damn! <laughs> I'm like, they did it on. They of course they had to bring it back. I was and killing. Then, the, okay, go ahead, go ahead. My fault. And then a lot of people are mad that Twenty One was even rapping on it, but. My thought was, Diddy is who had the verse on the original. Nah, man. If we were rocking with Diddy back then, we got to rock with 21 right now. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. All right. Who the better rapper? Diddy or 21? I don't care who ghost wrote that verse. I don't give a fuck who ghost wrote that verse. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm giving it to 21. (laughs) That verse was all right by Diddy, though. You know, you gotta rock with that. That that original is a classic all the way through. You can't even lie. Like, if you hate on that original, you just a hater. But it's really a cover with the twenty one feature. And if you never heard the original, you're gonna. That's why they named it Creepin'. Because if you never heard the original, you're gonna think it's original. Tricking the young kids, yo. They thought they did something. Tricking, they're like, yo, this is a bop. You got have no idea. Young, yo, young no kids idea. don't even know Mario Winans was a human being that sang a song out here. Yeah, bops. Yo, man had multiple songs out here. This is the crazy part, man. What's funny though, what you were saying about the drums. I was killing it, the song. I was mad at first because the drums were weird. And then when he switched the drums, I got more mad because I'm like, damn, he just did the regular version. Like, yeah. Like, they didn't, it was this all the way through. I was waiting for him to change the lyrics. Like, but, nah. so yeah, fuck with Shots of Mary Wines, man. Yo, human beings are tremendous recyclers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're doing a great job recycling, getting it all. Waste. Not New York, in all, not in, in the all, city. Yeah. Because they're having a rap problem. Oh my God. Y'all seen that? Bruh, it's not, it's not 170000 if you want to help exterminate rats in the city right now. That's how much they paying? A year, yep. But it's for one person. So I had to do research because we was talking about it last night. We was oh. in the group chat going crazy. They're like, yo, I'm about to go. How do I apply? Yo, one we were business? having a One business? No, it's just one person. No, they want to find human. someone that's qualified to oversee, I guess, the rat problems. But it's 170000 they're paying. Because apparently in New York, there's mad rats. But we always thought that. So they said sightings are up seventy percent. Damn. Who reports rat sightings? Who do you report that to? I mean, that shit is just there. You Yo, don't even gotta that's report a good it. Who do you report? You don't that gotta report to? it. Everybody knows. Wait. Everybody knows. They and see that's it. What I went like CBS News or something. I read it, and that's all I thought. I'm like, I live in New York, so I'm not reading. You know what I mean? Like, I live in New York. Somebody from like PA might think there's a hotline or something, so Yo, I get it. But you ain't tricking me. I've been. I'm outside. I've seen rats crazy in the subway. They calling nine one one by the I didn't even think to go to my phone. Is that app? Nine one one. I'm, I'm like, like, yo, I see yeah. a fucking eight foot rat just I'm now. like, you know, who, who are you going to call a cop? Me. Like, you're not yeah, going to call a cop? that's what they're doing. They, they call <laughs> a 911. You're going to call Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like we should, you know I mean? Do some research on that contract. We could split it three ways. Go into the Manhattan, dress up like Ghostbusters. Yo, you got to pay me a million. And we figure that shit out. 
We'll negotiate. We'll negotiate. Shoot, but vital. How much time we got? Yeah, so that, that's, that's crazy. Aye, aye. <laughs> Shoot. Just want to make sure we ain't, we ain't going to hold you time up, Time check, man. time check. All right. All right, bad, bad, bad. But, all right, cool. So, shit, nah. I'm really, nah, you really got me thinking now. Because I'm like, you can't just call an exterminator. It's not the island. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, you can't, you don't call the waste company. They don't handle that. Yo. Like, who, who that, does handle that? That's a, that's a motherfucking major humanity, uh, social structure issue that they would have to solve. Like, it would it it would have to be a, a total reform of how they handle waste in, yeah. in the cities. It, it would, but, this is this is the thinking right now. This is what's coming to my mind. They would have to be in the street, but this would be wild for crime. There would have to be some motherfucking trash chute that's automatic running in the ground where they drop the trash and that shit goes immediately out of the city. You know what I'm saying? To the landfill or wherever that shit. Because the shit is sitting there piling up for weeks. They don't even have enough. Garbage trucks and people to work the and collect it on time, so the shit is sitting there. So you know what I'm saying. I don't even know how do you begin to solve that problem. That's motherfucking them. Them rats is a part of their motherfucking. You know how we have squirrels? They got rats. It's just yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that, that is that's, funny how we got squirrels. They got rats. Yeah, but like rats, listen, I've been like I've traveled. I've been outside the country, so like I've been to other cities, and I feel like it's not even that. I feel like it's just like. Americans like conditioning of our brain, like not throwing stuff, throwing out stuff to where it's supposed to be, like not taking, like especially the city. You know how mm-hmm. you work on the city, there's just shit everywhere. Like I just feel like people just throw shit everywhere, don't value the streets, don't value like yeah. that's why every shit's, everything's so dirty. That's, that's not even just a New York thing. That's like an American thing. Yeah. Like, even myself, I've been guilty just like throw it. Like certain countries, they don't play that shit. But like you can even go to certain states, like even like DC. Uh, I, you go to DC, like you just said. You go to Ohio. You yeah. go to Carolina. Any of the San Antonio, Carolinas, pretty yeah, much Texas. Most cities, other than New York City, is ten if, times cleaner. If you have garbage on the street, or you do that, you are looked at like you just killed somebody out there. Like, what are you doing? You pick that shit up and find a garbage. What's wrong with you? You're not recycling that. What's wrong with you? The recycle bin's right there. Like, like you, be, be you know drunk, what I'm saying? Throw shit out the window, just littering, not giving a fuck. Like, yeah. Shit, like, you know exactly. That's what we be doing out here. Yeah. But you do that out there, you getting fined for real. You gonna get the litter fine for fifteen hundred. Yo, you go to <laughs> L. A. They got a billion tents. They still cleaner than New York City. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's the wild part. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how we transitioned to rats, but that just crossed my mind. Yeah, I I don't know how we got there. That's a great that's a great point. Um, so shoot, random question because I just randomly seen this because we we once talked about this. Um, Ime Adoka, you know, had his situation recently. Nia Long came out saying that the Celtics ain't call her afterwards. They ain't apologize for making a private matter public. And my question is, why does she think the Celtics owe her something? You know what's funny that you said that? Because I was going to say, when is she going to sue? You know, and that, see, look, 
that's the thing. The Celtics don't owe her like an uh, a phone call. They made but, a private matter public. But oh no, but this is what I'm gonna get to. But if she sues, they definitely gonna owe her some money. <laughs> yo, yo, can you give some quick background on this topic for some I, of the, oh, the yeah, listeners yeah, yeah, that don't know? Yeah, so if you don't already know, so Ime Adoka in the summer got they there was a scandal right after the NBA finals, the Celtics lost to the Warriors. Right after that in the summer, a scandal occurred where Ime Adoka had a situation with one of the Celtics employees. Um they said it was in an inappropriate manner that the situation was at least the celtics said that um what's speculated by the screets is that um there were some things happening behind the scenes some uh possible cheating but we don't know exactly what happened there um so ime doka was dating nia long if you don't know nia long then i mean do your Googles, really. Um, staple in the black community. Shout out Nia Long. Everybody wanted Nia Long at a point in time. Jake uh, had a bar was, by Nia Long. Do right. your Googles on that if you're not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the thing. You know, that literally that's the thing. Everybody wanted Nia Long. So, <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that's literally the thing. So, um, Ime Adoka literally had Nia Long. And that occurred, lost Nia Long. Um, Nia Long has a son, I don't think it is with Ime Adoka, but he was very close with her son. Like, they were a very tight-knit family, that's what they say. And um, that occurred, and no one knew about it, for real. No, no one really needed to know about it. But then they randomly, like, suspended him. And told us. And <laughs> told us why they suspended him. <laughs> And they did not have to tell us at all why they suspended him. <laughs> so they told us, yeah, something happened here. And um, don't worry about it. Obviously, everyone's going to try to find out what happened. <laughs> and everyone found out. If you're like in touch with the NBA community or like you watched like a sports center during the summer like that, uh, a, a few episodes like Twitter had it solved in 10 minutes. You know how that goes. Yeah, you know how it was going. So... Uh, since then, Ime Doka has not coached a game. He was supposed to apparently join the Nets, but they didn't do that because Kyrie Irving was, well, Kanye West really happened and Kyrie Irving <laughs> got hit with strays. Um, <laughs> we know what happened there. And, um, motherfucking, so they didn't hire Ime Doka. And now we're here today where Nia Long's like, yo, they didn't call me. They didn't apologize. This was a very traumatic experience for all of us, which all of that, I I 100% believe, you know, like it's not like I'm saying I don't, don't believe it. Like, of course not. Um, but I'm saying they made it a public manner. Why did she think that she they were going to call her? Listen. That was never going to happen. All it is is... She's rolling out the red carpet for a lawsuit. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. So that's that's why she said it, not because she thought that they she was owed a call, but because she's just starting to come out and say, "Listen, what was the key word? The trade word? Traumatic. Traumatic. Yeah. Once a woman says traumatic, you better go check your accounts. Yep. 
about to clear out the Celtics for about 30 mil. Husbands, anything. We girls start saying dramatic to you, you know what's coming. Something's coming next. Yeah, nah. She hasn't said nothing the whole time. And that was the first thing that she said. That's the first thing she said months later. I was just like, oh. Lloyd's is working. I seen it. I was like, yo, why why did she think that they owed her a phone call? I'm like, yeah, nah. Something's at play here. Well, whatever happens, happens. I mean, I don't know. You saw what they was on. Yeah, I'm like. They saved themselves. Yeah, I'm like, they ain't owe her a phone call. But whatever she wants to do. She ain't wrong. That's all I need. So. That's black excellence. It's a yeah. black queen. Either way, like, I ain't hating on anything she does. That's Nia Long. Legend. <laughs> what? She was in the Fresh Prince. Like, come on. I know y'all watch the Fresh Prince. <laughs> I watch I watched the Fresh Prince. <laughs> like, if he was born in nineteen ninety or earlier, you know who Nia Long is, then we have to have a conversation. Yo, alright. If you were born before 1990 or before and you don't know Nia Long, that's odd. If you were born after 96 and you don't know Nia Long, I might give you a pass. And if you're black. That's probably most important. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're black and you don't know Nia Long Wait, and you were born before the year 2000, I'm not giving you a pass. That's that's. Let me make that clear. You don't get a pass if you're black and born 1999 and earlier and you don't know her. Um I feel like that's an obligation. It's fair. Um, <laughs> I know Nia Log, but fuck that bitch. <laughs> Make him good, you heard? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, shout out Megan Good, too. Yo, Waist Deep was a fire movie, man. Waist Deep was a crazy movie, if you remember Waist <laughs> Yo, never forget Joel said in the song, you looking Megan good. Can I stomp that yard? <laughs> Chill. Shout out to Megan good, man. Yo, now, let me say this. I'm not going to lie, man. When I go back and listen to, like, 2005 to eight music, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yo. Not the lean with it, Rocky. Nah, listen to some 3LW. See how you feel. Yeah. Oh, nah. No, let me tell you. I did one time. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> like, going back to 3LW wasn't the same as, like, you know, going back to a classic, like, That Boy Is Mine by Monica and Brandy, you different, know. Different, you know? different, different. Way different, you know. <laughs> it's a different, different, different league. <laughs> like... That's compared to Yankees to motherfucking the Long Island Ducks. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's the thing, though. Go back to that. Go back to some B2K. Yo. You know what I'm saying? That bump, bump, bump still go. No, I ain't going to It, it nah, go, nah. but really Don't listen even... to it, though. Watch listen to it the same nah. way. Nah, you know. Listen to that Cisco. Listen to that thong song. Really listen to it, and you'll feel nah. like, you know what I mean? Told you, Cisco made bitches. Yo. <laughs> Yo, Cisco changed the world, and I thank him. You know what I'm saying? You know, game changer. Game changer. Um, hold on. So, I, hold, can I ask a question really yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, y'all fuck with Benny the Butcher, right? Yeah, Benny's cool, man. So, Benny said, so is Benny signing Def Jam? Yeah. Okay. So, Benny the other day tweets, I got multiple classics on my discography with no major releases. Right? So, okay, fair. But after he was signing Def Jam, he just dropped the project, right? So I say the last project was on Def Jam, no? So Benny responds, no. To me. It wasn't. 
But he just did a whole rollout promoting Def Jam before the album. So look. I was confused. Um, I didn't research it, but I just remembered that that happened like two days ago. So Tana Talk 4 was the last project. That wasn't through Def Jam. Uh, his The one before that, the white cover, I forgot the name of it. Um, the one produced plugs by Hitboy. Nah, not the plugs I met. Um, what? Yeah, I know the Hitboy project, though. The Hitboy Hit one. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I need to see, man. I got to look gotcha. it up before people one second, one try second. to, yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? Burden of Proof. Burden of Proof. That one was Def Jam. But the other two were not Def Jam. While I'm on it, let me double check myself. How? Yeah. It's, yo, so this is the thing. Um I'm I'm looking at it. So he has two deals, or was he finishing wow, kind of, really? or, or Def Jam maybe a Snoop Dogg maybe because Snoop Dogg helped him with that deal. Maybe they allowed him to drop that project, maybe finish his deal with Empire if he's yeah, maybe maybe that's what was going on. Cause yeah, we we just checked them. But was it a Griselda it, project? Is that why? All of them were Griselda projects, and um, was it um black I, black soprano family? Uh, I guess that's maybe through Empire. Uh yeah, BSF? black yeah black soprano family is. Through I have Empire to look, but he asked that, so I was just confused but, when he said that. I'm like, aren't you signing the Def Jam? Yeah, nah, he. Apparently he hasn't dropped one under Def Jam. <laughs> yeah, I, I just looked at it. None of them say Def Jam. <laughs> so, so I just wanted to so, share that happened to me all night. I was just wondering. wondering. Yeah, yeah. Shout nah. to Benny, man. I hope he ain't mad at me. I was just asking. Yeah, nah, not yeah. Apparently not yet. Um, that's crazy. I thought I thought Burden of Proof was under Def Jam, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, so then, yeah, regardless. So I don't know. Yeah, all of, all of them have not been Def Jam projects yet. So shout yeah. out to his negotiation team. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck his lawyers are, <laughs> who his manager. Well, he's with Rock Nation Management. Hey, they're doing it right. Oh anything. my god, I am getting a phone call right now. Uh, Tell me, Potter, man. Damn. I gotta take the phone call. It's a phone call. So, phone call. People pod for me. <laughs> so Sam was saying he wanted to get into uh, to Meek's tweets. Right, right. So the whole thing with Meek was, I guess Meek saying that he he dropped "I'm a Boss" how many years ago? I guess "I'm a Boss" made his label X amount of money, and he was saying that they never told him how much the money, the how much money they made from that actual song. So I guess he's on Twitter being Meek, is of course. Just re- first of all, Meek is probably one of the best tweeters. Low key, like it's like Kanye and it's like Meek's tweets. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of magnificent tweeters out there. And when it and when it comes to and when it comes to that whole thing, my thing was like Meek signed to like three or four different people. So I don't it's rough for me to say that because he made X amount of money, um, because right. they made X amount of money, I think right. rappers feel like they're entitled right. to get all the money that the label makes. But this is the thing. We don't know what he was truly entitled to. So he might feel like he didn't get the money that he was supposed to get. Yeah, he, but he what probably did you sign? didn't. But that's what, what did saying. he sign? Yeah. So like, so that's why it's always so funny Like when he says that. And I feel like... And, and the reason why I say this stuff to you, because like, yeah. like you are artist, so it's funny. Like yeah, I don't want to be like... I feel like I'm like the... <laughs> Pro business side. I'm really not. I'm pro artist. Yeah, yeah. But I'm no, just like you. I'm. I'm pro like understanding 
or at least trying to understand that everyone's going to have the best understanding of what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. That's pretty unrealistic. But, like, when they're, especially somebody like him, like, he has the information. Like, when you start projecting these narratives, like, I feel like it's misleading. Right. More more often than not, these artists have no idea how deep their contract is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're, They're bubbling at the time. They, they have people like Rick Ross, you know, Ross put him, him out of Philly. He had the dirty braids. So right. he probably signed a crazy ass contract. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and Ross did at that time whatever he had to do to get that contract and the amount of money that he he wanted. Yeah, facts. So like when he comes out and he and I and I again, I just want to be super clear. I love when Meek tweets. Like Meek tweets like like, when you had 10 shots, you just left the spot, you on your way home, you don't even give a fuck, you just tweeting whatever. Meek tweets like that sober. He, he just gets into his feelings and he, and he starts getting off his shit. So when he starts complaining about about the whole, you know... And I get it. I'm not saying he's wrong. He's just a bad messenger. Like, if if they made X amount of money again, what was your deal? What did you get up front? What was your advance? Like, they never talk about that. They just go straight to the complaining. Yeah. But then he brought Russ out for his show in Philly recently. And they were quote unquote beefing, so like, yeah. Meek, great tweeter though. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's the same thing with Lil Uzi Vert. You know what I'm saying? He he's always with upset drama, about yeah. his deal with drama, but you know he's still in that deal and he's still dropping music. So it's just you know it's 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 tough because we we don't know the exact you know terms of his contract and. Um, Based off of the contractual obligations, he probably got paid exactly what he signed for. And it's just unfortunate that it's not as much as the song made. He probably made the least. Out of everybody that made money off of his song, he probably made the least. Yeah. And this is just what we're hearing. This, this just, it's <clears> tough. <throat> this, but, you know, to hear tweets about it, I'm, I'm not surprised. But this is what happened. Yeah, nah. He definitely signed some fucked up deal for... The song to make twenty million, and him not know how so much he made. Twenty was the number. Yeah, I didn't know the number. It was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty. Okay. Twenty million is how much uh, the song made with uh, Drake, at least. Um, <clears throat> does not know how much he made off of it, but knows Drake definitely made a bag off of it. Like, but he doesn't know how much he got off of it. But it could be as low as like two hundred thousand type shit. Like, it, but he signed to MMG that was signed to Atlantic, Atlantic. that signed to Universal. Is Atlantic under Universal? So that yeah, it's you know there's a so that's three different endings. That's three different. No, entities. Atlantic's under Warner. Okay, yes, because when Wale went from Atlantic, you went straight to Warner. Yeah, and it was like, yo, why are you even? <laughs> you, you you went from you went from the mini major to the major major. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean, yeah, the Meek deal, I think Meek just had a shit deal. And now that he's independent and he's really seeing the numbers that he's getting back still, he's kind of like, all right, nah, I was missing out on something somewhere and someone did not tell me. But he signed his deal mad early. I don't know if you guys said that before. Uh, He signed his deal mad early before he had like a crazy big name. And when he first signed, he... He was already fucking around with like Grand Hustle, yeah, and yeah. then went to MMG Atlantic and all that whole situation. So you know he he went through multiple deals, so he might have been in a fucked up situation to begin with, and that's just how it all played out in the end. Like kind of like the future having to pay back Rocco and him dropping the future and Hendrix project, so he doesn't have to pay him anymore. You know, 
that type of shit. Did you listen to Flamers Five? Nah. We the whole time we we talk, talk about music, we didn't even talk about that. That dropped. Nah, I did not like listen to it. That's why I did not bring it up. I uh, listened <laughs> to it honestly. Meek, Meek I mean, I, I I keep it quick, but Meek just has to. If he's gonna be on, like, I I support the mission. I support everything, but like the music just has to evolve. Yeah. Like I don't know how many more rollies and Maybachs we can see, but he's trying to give that motivation to that the streets. Pit, like, yeah. <laughs> he tried to act like he was doing it in the name of oh I want to go be independent and not go straight through a streaming service but you use all beats that were used before so that wouldn't have got cleared anyway yeah like so I'm, I was like confused by that but it, he really just was I guess trying to bring back the old mixtape feel maybe that's why he did it I guess now it. I think about it because I've been wondering that the whole time that's what that's what people try to say he's trying to bring back the old mixtape feel yeah just make no money off of it well yeah and this time around yeah this time around but I mean, what's the Dat Piff deal? Have, I, you, have you ever dropped put something on Dat Piff? Nah. Have you? Yeah. How does that work? Do they pay you for it if you have X amount of streams? Or no. It was but he probably did a deal with them directly because he yeah. brings in traffic. Okay, I yeah, just wanted with, to make sure because I was just I'm like with that you Piff? could put your music out and you could get your song heard. It wasn't about making money. If back. you're getting paid from Dat Piff, it's because they pay for the like it was one of yeah, those Dat Piff so, yeah, exclusives, yeah. and they did like you know like yo 50k for your project, 100k for your project, and we're gonna drop it exclusively. Wonder what through they us. pay Meek for that? Today they probably. Does that Piff have two fifty to roll out to to meet? That's what I was about no. to say. That's why I didn't he's say two fifty. No, like, but he's bringing a lot but, of traffic. I'm assuming. He had. I had to that. Have. I downloaded that Piff to listen to that shit. I didn't have it on my phone. But. Yeah, nah. He that's, had to that's bring what a lot it of ends traffic. up being. Yeah. It probably ends up being like a partnership deal about the traffic that. Yeah, it's just traffic. Yeah. Gonna yeah, bring traffic in. and ads, of course, because they're gonna get mad ads to their shit. But I just wonder yeah. how much they can pay <clears> or how much he'd he'd want for that. But probably ongoing, you know, residual yeah. of the traffic. Probably end up being like. I think those deals are one time shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like two hundred. Opposed to, because for him it has to be worth it. He could drop the regular songs. But clearly, it's not worth it to him based yeah, on his. Yeah. How many streams does it have right now? That Piff's not going to tell you that. That, that Piff is not going to. What if I said that it's probably not it's, even two hundred thousand? It'll probably be closer to like five fifty. Probably fifty thousand right now yeah, with that Piff these days. Yeah, dropping that, that shit on that that Piff. You know, he'll probably break even if not. He spent more money to drop this shit. Than I remember fifty thousand. 50,000 downloads back in the day. That shit was uh like copper or some shit on that Piff or bronze. They would call it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember them days. Like, so 50,000 today, like. Salute to Meek, man. I don't know if it's worth it, but, um, shoot, I don't even really know if we got any more topics, to be honest. Yeah, we can wrap it up. I mean, yeah, we can wrap it up. We got our shit off. Yeah, I think, I think we talked about pretty much everything. Uh, I mean, unless y'all want to talk about Kanye saying he loves Listen, Hitler. I mean, I'm Kanye not talking about be- Kanye anymore. Stop falling for the trap. Yeah, I'm like He's Kanye. Really for the Kanye's literally doing what Kanye does. Like, it, honestly, it, he says, "Yo, I love Hitler," and it's like, "Why you love Hitler?" Because he made the condenser mic. It's like, all right, well, well, we, yeah, uh, you, you're not saying it because of this reason. You're literally saying it. That's true. I tried reason. to look it up. That's true. That he made the condenser mic. Yep. See, I looked up. The, I thought he said he made the microphone. That's all I'm like, wait. No, wait. he made the condenser mic specifically. <laughs> Like that, yeah. so like, and that's and that's what he said. Why he loves him? So it's like, all right, yeah. yo, like, all right, he's trolling. Yeah. I'm like, yo, he he be big trolling, and it's like, 
he does the most polarizing trolling too. Polarizing so. trolling. That's what it it's is. I'm like, yo, man, y- y'all got the choice if y'all want to keep taking it f- yeah. for like the most serious shit, man. Right. He's literally doing it because he knows y'all are gonna keep talking about it like crazy and uh-huh. shit, man. He's doing he's doing exact everybody's doing exactly what he wants them to do. Exactly. And, and the thing about it is is he says shit and it it's fucked up, but it also makes sense because Everybody who did some fucked up shit, right? They was a fucked up person, but they also had people that they looked out for. So you think about a, a cartel. Yeah, the cartel, they do fucked up shit. They try to, to to regulate the game, but they family. They take care of their family and shit. So it's like the same people who do the fucked up shit, like word, you know what I mean? The person Kanye was talking about that did all that fucked up shit, also looked out for a lot of people. So yeah. this is that's what he's trying to say. I'm not yeah. rolling. I'm not even entertaining it. I'm not rolling. Yeah, and it ain't even about rolling with nothing. It just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Think about the most craziest, wildest, get money nigga, shooter, drug dealer nigga. The nigga would wild out in the street, do whatever to anybody, but then, you know what I mean? Take care of But you're people. speaking from a logical place. He's speaking from a manipulative place. Like, he's trying to manipulate everyone's perceptions of him and how he can move people. That's what he brags about, is the power and influence that he has. So like I feel like as long as we pay attention to it, pay attention to it, he's gonna continue to have influence. So I'm just like, pay him no mind. I don't believe nothing he's saying. Even if what he's saying makes sense, I know that he's not even intending to make sense. Sometimes he's just trying to do whatever to get off to get his point across of or whatever his objective is, which usually is selling fucking sneakers and clothes. Yeah, he, he's usually okay. trying to garner attention for something, but. Has nothing to do it, with anything that's like humanitarian. I, I think nah, I think I nah, it's deeper than that. It really is. He's so tell him to stop selling uh, shit. Because that's all that's, he prides but, himself on. But that's what he's trying to say, though. He wants to sell the shit, but then make it affordable. He's trying to make this shit like, you know. He said he does. He's never gonna listen to anyone that has less money than him. He said, "Why would I listen to you? You're broke." That that makes sense. Basically, what he's trying to you say is it. these motherfucking people out here in these people in media who's trying to tell him this and that when he's done the research he he fucking feels strongly about what he's saying he's like if you can't reach my level of understanding of the universe and how i've made this much money what do you have to say to me you you you're not you know what i'm saying you're not as you know yeah deep you're not as connected as i am so why would i listen to you that's from a logical perspective but that's not what he's doing he is logical Uh he's logical as fuck just on, uh, just, on Kanye, good, yeah, just on the kind just on the kind of trying to make yeah. clothes affordable, he was just at Art Basel and had a pop up selling all all these thousand dollar clothes for okay. twenty dollars. Just just to sit talk. Because he was blaming Gap and Adidas and blaming everyone else, but now that he's signed to nobody because no one wants to fuck him, he's still yeah. selling it for that. Yeah, he okay. still Thank he you. still did the twenty dollar shit. Okay. Just just he so sold it for everybody. 20 knows. Oh, 20? oh my fault. He sold for twenty. Twenty. Oh okay. He just, right. he still did it for twenty dollars. Kanye, all, all this shit. He did it for twenty dollars. So Kanye is one you know. of them. I was pretend like he didn't say that he sees good things in Hitler. Yeah. No, you you. That's the thing. They they you you almost might get caught up in what they they trying to spin. Kanye, <laughs> one of them niggas who's gonna try to solve traffic. You know what I'm saying? Those type of human, those type of human issues. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the headlines is trying to fucking send people in a different direction you and make him sound wild like crazy. Yes. But if you really read and get back to the books. And you understand, like, I don't want to get into that whole, you know what I mean, that, that, that talk about with them people who wear them hats and them curls, you know what I'm saying? But 
Um, yeah, Billy Williamsburg. When, yeah, um, right. Yeah, you know them people I, uh, yeah, over yeah. there. So um, when when you, when you think about that, it's just like there's so much yellow journalism that goes on, and basically what Kanye he's is, right he's trying to tell y'all the yellow journalism that's going on, and people are making him sound crazy for it. But if you did your own research and tried to figure out what made sense. And you actually took a logical approach to it, you'd be like, "Oh shit! Some maybe of this, this shit, maybe this shit that some. some of this shit makes some. sense." Some, some, <laughs> yeah. That I'm not some. gonna say yeah. how much of it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You you use your own approach, but some look into it. Look into it and try to add, make, align the dots. And a lot of what he's saying, a lot of what Kyrie, they, these niggas is saying, these niggas is on to something, and these niggas is trying to fry him for it. But that's the that's the real spill. Shit. And that's the system. Yeah, and that's that, man. We're gonna end on that note, man. I don't need no more phone calls. I gotta go, man. That's another episode. Whatever your thoughts are on Kanye, let it be known, man. Cause at Mo the Politician, all platforms. At Mo the Politician, all platforms, at Who Sam John, uh most platforms. Uh at <laughs> least all the platforms you really need to hit me up on. <laughs> I like the tone there. Um and uh, at Trillion, um, that's two ones for the L's, you dig? Um, and that's that, man. That's the most New York podcast. You already know where my bomb's at. And we out this bitch.